This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, covering management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for growing your law firm. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Helsinki, Finland, where we've now been for a couple of weeks. My mother showed up a few days ago for a visit, and we took her to the library. <laughs> the library may seem like an odd spot for tourists to visit, but the library here in Helsinki features everything from musical instruments on loan to 3D printers to an electronics lab to a recording studio and a video studio where you can take those musical instruments you just borrowed and make a recording. It goes even further than that. They have a kitchen that you can borrow. You can bring your friends in and cook together as a group. They have office space that you can borrow at any time. And on top of all that, they have books and the books are sorted and shelved by robots. This library is a giant structure. It has coffee shops and a restaurant and amazing views across the way of the parliament building and all the surrounding architecture. I'll tell you, I don't think it's an accident that Finland is frequently listed at the top of the rankings of the happiest countries in the world. But something even more significant makes Helsinki a very happy place, especially for me, that is that we got our luggage back right here in Finland. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but I wanted to be sure to let you know that we got our bags back from the airline after 23 days of their sitting in the Vienna airport. It's time for your tech tip. Back to the luggage. A few weeks ago, while we were passing through Vienna, our luggage went missing. We had checked it on the plane for the flight from Moldova to Vienna and on to Prague. We figured it would be easier than dragging the bags through the airport, and so we checked them in with the airline. But during our layover in Vienna, our bags got waylaid. They stayed in Vienna while we flew on to Prague. So we arrived in Prague and went to the baggage claim and waited for the luggage to appear on the conveyor belt, but they didn't come. So we made our way over to the desk where you file your claim and explained the situation. And they gave us a nice receipt and sent us on our way. Well, at that point, we came to the realization that we were going to have to go on with our lives, at least temporarily, without the things that we owned. Now, for us, given the nature of our lifestyle, those things that we were missing, well, those things are everything that we own. We simply don't have other possessions. We're on the road full time. And so what's in our bags, well, those are the things that we own. Now, we still had a few things. I had my small backpack with my computer and a light jacket and my wallet. I had the clothes I was wearing. Lisa had the same. But we were traveling pretty light. 
at that point. My first take on the situation as I fully absorbed it was that this was a pretty big problem to be without our things. It was discombobulating. The whole scenario sort of threw me off for a few minutes. But then once things settled down and I realized that the bags were not going to show up, well, the big problem became less of a big problem and more of an emotional upset that simply had to be managed. And so we went on from the airport to the hotel and the hotel was happy to give us a temporary toothbrush and toothpaste. And I got their little shaving kit with the razor and some shaving cream. And we went on with our lives. We woke up the next morning and we had breakfast and wearing our clothes from the prior day, we headed down to the middle of the town and we bought some clothes at the H&M and at a store called New Yorker. We bought all this cheap stuff stuff or a few euros here and a few euros there. And we got plenty of things to get us through the next day or so. And then we started doing some research and we quickly came to understand that our bags, they probably weren't going to show up that day or the next day. And we realized based on what was happening to other folks that it might be a good long while before we got our bags back. Well, the next morning we sent some things to the hotel laundry and then we went back downtown and we bought a lot more clothes. We assembled a week's worth of things so that we could just keep going until those bags showed up. We had the sense that our bags might be spending a long time in Vienna. And we realized that the hotel laundry was not a practical solution given the prices of hotel laundry. So our bags were missing. They had Apple AirTags in them, so we knew exactly where they were. They were sitting in a storage facility out on the Vienna airport grounds, and they were not moving. So we simply went on with our lives wearing our discount clothing and we did what we needed to do. So what's the tech tip from all of that? Well, the tech tip is this. You don't need much when you're traveling. You do need a few things and they're actually sort of technology related and I'll mention them to you. First, you need a couple of credit cards. The credit cards are a big part of solving your problem. You need to have at least two just so you have a backup and unfortunately, probably neither of them should be an American Express card. It's harder to find places that will take American Express, so you're better off with a Visa or a MasterCard when you hit the H&M or the New Yorker or wherever it goes to buy your cheap socks and underwear and deodorant. And on top of that, you also want a debit card or even two. It's nice to have a backup debit card just in case anything goes wrong with the first one. We carry the Charles Schwab card as our primary card. It's available for free and they reimburse us for all of our ATM fees. That's a nice card to have. And you want to be able to get cash if you need cash. Now, interestingly, we mostly didn't need cash for anything. That's true in most places we visit, but if you end up needing some, that ATM card will come in very handy while your things are spending their vacation in a different place. Now, on top of the plastic that you want to carry, you also need to have a SIM card so that you can use your mobile phone. You want to have something that works internationally. A lot of folks use Google Fi. Some folks use T-Mobile because they have special deals for international calls and data, but most phone companies have some setup where you can use your existing SIM card arrangement for international calls. You want to make sure before you get going that you've got that set up because 
that phone plays a big part in helping you to get your baggage back. You want to be able to check your tracking device to see where the luggage is, and you want to be prepared to accept that phone call from the delivery person if the bags finally show up. So today's tech tip, carry just those few things. You don't really need anything else. Carry some plastic, the credit and the debit cards, and carry a chip of silicon so that your mobile phone will work. Then you'll be good to go. You don't really need your stuff. You'll get by just fine with that technology. That's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. While we were in Prague wearing our discount clothing, we decided to take the hop-on, hop-off bus. That's one of those tour buses that drives you around the city with a little bit of an audio-guided tour. You can hop on if you like and hop back off as much as you want. I kind of love these buses. They're sort of this dumb, touristy thing, and I totally embrace them. I enjoy my inner dumb tourist and I love hearing the narration and seeing the sights without having to wear my feet out. I'm all about riding around on a tour bus. I just think it's terrific and so we decided to take the bus as we were walking down the sidewalk after we had just finished lunch and we spotted a guy holding a big red umbrella that had the logo of the hop on hop off bus on it. So we walked over to him and asked about taking the bus. He turned out to be an Ethiopian guy who was working in Prague. We had been to Ethiopia, so we had a little discussion of Ethiopia. He didn't really speak much English, so it was a bit of a challenge to understand exactly what we were buying. But we worked through it, and we had a pretty good sense of what it is that we needed to do to get on the bus. So we decided to buy the two tickets. So today's concise advice is this. Trust more. Trust is in short supply in the legal arena. It's also in short supply when it comes to travel. We are hesitant to trust other people. I'm going to bat today for trust. I'm encouraging you to trust more. That's my moment of concise advice. So now back to the bus, the hop on, hop off bus and my friend selling the tickets from Ethiopia. Well, strike one. I asked if we could buy the tickets with our credit card. And he said, no, 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 it's cash only. Well, that made me wonder about the legitimacy of this arrangement. This is, you know, a big bus tour company. They've got a fancy logo on an umbrella. I felt like it was pretty legitimate. What's with cash only? We've been paying for everything with credit cards. Why suddenly do the bus people want cash? And I will tell you, we were standing on a random street corner. There was no bus where we were. This was just a guy with an umbrella and he wanted cash. And I have to admit, I started to wonder, was he really a representative of this company? Maybe he had just come across an umbrella. That was strike one. Strike two. Well, it turned out I didn't have enough cash to pay for the tickets. I didn't have quite that much in my wallet. But this young guy, he quickly pointed to the ATM that was right across from where he was standing. He told me that I could get the cash from the machine. Well, I decided to trust. I got the cash. I bought the tickets. All of it felt very weird, but he handed us this slip that said we had just bought tickets. So then, strike three, I asked him, where do we go? How do we get on the bus? Well, he pointed down the block. This is a big 
block with all kinds of tourists crowded. It's a big street. He said, just keep walking in that direction and point it off into the distance. Ooh, I really had no idea at that point if I should still be trusting this young guy now that I'd given him the cash and he pointed for me to go off into the distance. Well, then strike four. Is is there even a strike four? I think from back in the day when I watched the Durham Bulls baseball game, there was no strike four at strike three. You were out. This guy should be out by now. But you know what? We trusted him. So we walked and we walked. He said we should walk in that direction and look for one of his colleagues. So we walked and walked. We went about four blocks down before we saw one of these big red umbrellas. We were laughing the whole way about how we had just lost 50 euros in this transaction. But finally, in the fifth block, we spotted one of these umbrellas. We went up to that guy and he looks at us and he says, you need to keep going in that direction. I joked with Lisa. I said, these guys are cooperating and they're just making us walk a little further so that each one of them can run away with our money. We're never getting on the bus. But finally, amazingly, we came around a corner just a minute later and we saw another big red umbrella and there was the bus. We handed over the handwritten slip and the next thing you know, we were on the bus. We decided to trust our buddy from Ethiopia and it worked out. What he sold us worked to get us on our tour. It went exactly as he had promised. Now, we could have hesitated. We could have second-guessed the situation. We could have decided to skip the tour. We could have held off at least on buying the tickets until we actually saw the bus. But we decided to trust this guy, and that's what we usually do. For the most part, we just move forward. We let things happen. We roll with it. And amazingly, maybe it's not so amazing, but it always works out. In my experience traveling around the world, most of the time and the energy that I have spent not trusting people, it has been time and energy that has been wasted. It has never paid off. The price of not trusting is significant. It results in wasted time and anxiety and fear. And most significantly, not trusting results in missing out. It results in missing the experience. So my bit of concise advice for you today is to work toward having a bias for trust. Trust first. I'm not sure that that will always work out in the practice of law, but it sure does work out in international travel. And I have a feeling that we all might be surprised at how often it works out in so many other situations as well. Trust more. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Helsinki, thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.